Welcome back, guys, to the School of Hard Knocks. We got episode 13. We're rocking and rolling, baby. You got Coach Rod. Coach Max, everyone. What up? So, kind of changing the flow a bit, guys, this week. Uh, we got two big topics that we'll kind of be touching base on today. Uh, both of them, of course, come with, like, real-life experiences, kind of things, trials and tribulations that we've been through over the years, things that we've learned. Uh, but I think they're, they're, they're very two big topics that I love to talk about, Coach Max as well too. Um, I'm kind of brainstorming, he had some ideas and I had some. And then I always like that real life approach to things, you know what I mean? Because essentially, uh, when it's just you, uh, you need to know what to do or at least have a guidance as far as what needs to be done, you know what I mean? So, um, we got two, which I think are pretty cool things that we're going to talk about today. So we got recovery. And treating that as a component of fitness and how important it is. And it's actually, I would say, it trumps actual training itself. Yeah. Because if you don't recover well, then you're not going to have that external output that you want from it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then um, second topic we'll get into is kind of like career pathway in the field that we're in, which is health and fitness. It can be strength and conditioning, strength and performance, whatever it may be. And kind of what I feel young kids that are going through college and stuff like that, maybe, maybe they don't know what route to take or what pathway to take in order to become a coach or a gym owner, you know what I mean? So we'll, we'll touch base on those things, but I, I kind of want to open this up, Max. So when you hear the word recovery um, and you're known as the recovery guru in town, you're the recovery <laughs> master, the Yoda, dude. Yeah, thank you, thank you. What, what comes to mind? When I hear the word recovery, Man, the first thing that comes to mind is just a well-balanced body that goes through a process of, of good sleep, good hydration, good flexibility skills and, and, and mobility skills, right, that they practice. Um, I would probably also throw in a well-rounded like movement base like a body that knows how to move well-coordinated, yeah. you know. And when I think recovery, it can kind of be a broad spectrum, but if it came down to just like one simple thing, I think it would be like, how do you feel the next day? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know what I mean? And what like, helped out with that? And what helped out with it? Like how quickly can you recover the body to feel better for the next session, bro? So it's like, how are you going to feel the next day? What can you do to recover the body to feel at least 90%? Yeah. And it's crazy because like when you go to like CrossFit Games, you go to powerlifting and stuff like that, and you have all these competitions, it's like, who can recover the fastest is going to win. Absolutely, man. It's crazy, man. So I'm glad that you brought up that topic too because like going back to how recovery can be like kind of like an umbrella kind of term. And there's like pillars that kind of fall into it, um, like nutrition, sleep, hydration. What other components would you say are kind of under that? I'll, I would say that. So the ones that stand out, right, and these are some of the ones that you brought up already. So you got obviously uh, any type of nutrient that you use to resupply the body with fuel, you know what I mean, to recover, to start that recovery process, you know, or that anabolic window time that you have. You're trying to take yourself out of that catabolic state, the breakdown of things, and you're trying to build things up now, you know? Uh, so, obviously, nutrition is going to be huge. 
hydration is going to be two. Uh, sleep and quality of sleep because there's differences in the two. So you could sleep, but how good are you at getting into that REM sleep, that deep sleep where you're actually recovering and resting at that point, you know? Um, and there's a big difference between the two, you know what I mean? For sure. And I would say tissue maintenance would probably be the fourth, but that also kind of ties in, like, you could create other little spectrums from there as far as, like, mobility work, tissue maintenance work that you could do, um, and any type of self-myofascial release stuff that you're doing before and after and stuff, uh, whether you're doing, like, contrast baths with hot to cold and stuff like that. I mean, there's tons of things you could use. The Normatec boots, I mean, whatever it may be, you know what I mean? So, um, but like it's pretty neat, man, you know what I mean? Because I feel like um, we talk about the components of fitness and stuff like that, and I think it's just very broad, you know what I mean? It's very broad, and that's okay that it is. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like now that fitness is really becoming part of a lot of people's lives, the, I mean, the industry has obviously grown a ton, you know what I mean? People are starting to really take that a little bit more seriously. Uh, serious now, you know. I mean, I'm gonna take you back about 10 to 15 years ago when I used to train, you know, um, more bodybuilding type style routines and stuff like that. Two or three hours in the gym, dude. Every machine yes. that I could hit, every type of angle and stuff like that. And if I didn't wake up sore the next day, my mentality and thought was it wasn't enough, it wasn't enough, dude. So I would do more and more and more and more. And during those times, was probably the moments where I could reflect back and think, like. Man, dude, I wasn't making the progress that I could have made as in, I'm in my mid-30s now, you know, and I do maybe a quarter of the work that I was doing then, but I carry more muscle mass now. I feel better than I did then and stuff, you know what I mean? Nice. So, but I will attribute that to that recovery spectrum that we just brought up right now, you know what I mean? And that has a lot to do with, can, can things improve as far as sleep goes and stuff like that? Yes. Are they better than they were when I was younger? Absolutely, you know. I mean, it's always a work in pro progress. That's so. that's so cool that you 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 mentioned those things, bro. And as you were saying this thing, I was also thinking that recovery also has a lot to do with mentality and yep. your mental state, bro. And that's one thing, bro, that I've been bringing into my recovery is like my mentality mm -hmm. and like reflecting on some days or if I'm having bad days, like realizing like, hey, you know what? I can get through this. Um, blah 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 right just fighting that mental battle that that we all fight yep. every single day bro and Absolutely. sometimes recovery is just not doing shit yep. sitting on the couch bro zoning out I did that last Sunday and it felt great yeah sometimes you just need a total rest day where like you're not doing anything but maybe stretching a couple times here and there getting back on the couch and that's okay yeah. because it's also helping the mental slow down. Absolutely, yeah. So it was just, I just wanted to bring that up real quick because some of us may have maybe the mentality that if I take a total rest day, I'm stopping my momentum and I can't get back on the gains. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah. but no, you're actually creating more gains by giving those joints and those tissues just a little bit more rest time yeah, yeah. before you go and like, contract the hell out of them again. Yeah. yeah and I think people, uh, like for those that are listening to this, you know what I mean? So, guys, when we talk about recovery and stuff like that, we're talking about recovery as it relates to, let's just say for us at the gym at Hard, hard Knocks, you know what I mean? But it could be anyone that trains in any way or form, whatever modality they choose, you know? And so the way your body takes a training session 
it's it's a stressor to the body. Your body doesn't know that it's actually, hey, we're doing small off squat programs. So your body doesn't rec recognize those things. Your body takes it as a stressor, you know? Uh, and there's a breakdown of things. There's a breakdown of tissue. Uh, there's a huge increase of hormones that are going to the body and stuff like that. There's a lot of changes phys physiologically that are going on, you know? So um, you could really improve those things by doing all those little steps and tools that we kind of gave you along the way, which is the hydration, the sleep, the nutrition, the tissue maintenance work and stuff like that, because a lot of the buildup or the external output that you're going to get, which is what we're all after here, whether it's strength or aerobic capacity or whatever it may be, uh, comes from those recovery methods that we mentioned here. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and if you train your ass off, I think we've all been there at this point, you know, I mean, I've been there many times where you kind of hit this plateau and sometimes that plateau is either a loss of strength, a loss of endurance, aerobic base, whatever it may be, um, but then there's also like fatigue involved with that too. Mm -hmm. There's slumps, I call it like the mon Monday blues, post-com blues, whatever it may be, you know, <laughs> and it's this like you lose the interest in what you're doing as really training at the time, you know, I mean adrenal fatigue, uh, central, uh, central nervous system fatigue is kind of what I've heard re recently, you know, I mean, over the past few years. Um, and then the other thing as well, too, is that all that stuff helps you build everything that you broke down in that training session. You know what I mean? So the gains will actually happen after you train. Okay. What you put into your system, nutritionally, of course, and then all those little other things, the quality of sleep, like we mentioned, the hydration and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, yes, yes. Uh, we get so caught up in what's the next training program that's out, what's this, what's that, but don't forget the most important piece, which is getting yourself back into that an anabolic state with whatever it may be, you know what I mean? So Yes, and when we're in those moments of just always high stress, high stress, high stress, train, 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 train we're getting more into the catabolic states, right? We're releasing more cortisol and things are breaking down, proteins are building up, right? So we tend to hit those plateaus due to maybe the training stimulus being too much, but we don't know it because maybe we just haven't either been in the exercise science world to figure this out or maybe like we just we just literally don't know. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? And this is why we kind of want to talk and, 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 and bring to like highlight these things so that we can have better training absolutely and train right. for longer so that way our bodies can last like till they're supposed to absolutely you know right. what I'm saying so I think it's pretty cool how the recovery is making more gains like I'm seeing it more now like on Instagram Facebook like Kelly started it's getting so big bro like yeah. it's so cool right and I remember like watching his videos when he was just like in the garage like YouTube you know, now he's like doing all these cool things and it's like, wow, like just the, 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 the consistent, relentless grind of just trying to put out this information, you know, and it's just, really that's well. what inspired me, bro, yeah. you know, this guy. I was like, if you can't do it, he can do it for his community, like I want to try to do it for mine, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, I think that utilizing recovery as, as the tool you know, to make the gains and, and to uh, let it be known that, hey, the gains actually occur outside of the gym. Always. And everything always. that you do outside of the gym, um, you know, has an effect on, on how that's going to go, yep. right? So, um, that's pretty cool, man. Like, I'm glad that the topic of recovery is now, you know, bringing 
uh, a little bit more attention. Yeah. And hopefully we can continue to teach people that, you know, it's okay to take some days off and it's also okay to lower down the intensity sometimes. Absolutely, man. And I think we do a decent job in the gym with that, you know. I mean, not every day is just a long paragraph list of workouts that we give and stuff like that, you know. And I think I kind of, um, it's something that's hard to swallow as an owner, you know what I mean? Because you want everyone to leave the gym like, fuck yeah, dude, I did the 300 Spartan workout five days in a row, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I got my ass kicked, dude, you know what I mean? And yes, I think we've all hit that point at once, but then we quick, quickly realized like, all right, this is not sustainable, you know what I mean? We need the most sustainable way and form to train and adapt long-term, dude, you know what I mean? Because if you're in this field, if you're involved in any way or form, whether you're a member of the gym or you're a coach or whatever it may be, like you want to be doing this shit when you're older, dude. You know what I mean? Like we don't want this disease-ridden lifestyle. We want to be able to train long, do the things that we do uh, at the capacities that we're at now. Maybe not as high, you know what I mean? But still be able to do the things we're doing, you know what I mean? And just be a functional, long-living, healthy human being, you know what I mean? And recovery is more important than the actual training itself. And I'll say straight up, you you know what I mean? It is, you know what I mean? And I think, of course, like you hear all the time, oh, well, don't make the mistakes that I made when I was when I was younger and do this and stuff. Like, people know, dude, you know what I mean? It's just that it's not the sexy stuff, just like we always mention, you know what I mean? Like, like are you gonna, like if you're feeling tight when you get out of bed, like you need to be able to know what to do in the moment in order like to kind of help with those things, you know, yeah. I mean, whether it's like low mobility sessions and tissue maintenance stuff, whatever it may be, you know, but I feel like it's, dude, dude, it's definitely starting to spread and it's awesome to see, like you look on social media posts and stuff like that and there's a lot of training videos, but then there's also a lot of recovery mm-hmm. stuff involved with it, you know what I mean? And you kick ass with that, Max, and I'm kind of glad, man, that, that we brought this up because there's so many ways and forms, you know what I mean? And I feel like you do a badass job of throwing it out there free of charge dude with your Instagram and stuff like that, your Facebook, uh, where where it's like free information that you give and it's professional yeah. advice, you know what I mean, based off your background and kind of lessons that you've learned too, because a lot of the things that you've done are based off of situations that you were put put through. Yes you know? sir, yes sir. So, so like a little bit of why like why I got so into the recovery is just because I always used to hurt my back, bro. Yeah. All the time. Like I throw just, my back. It was that time of year. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> like thrusters would mess me up. You yeah. know, deadlifts would mess me up. Like these these movements, and I just had enough of it. And I was following Kelly Story at the time, you know, and I was just following his videos, bro. Like self taught, bro. Like I was yeah. just like boom, and then I started noticing the effects organically, like. My mobility was changing, my flexibility was getting better, like my stability was getting better, right? And I was like, oh shit, like this is like, it's actually happening, you know? Yeah. So, I want everyone to know about it, <laughs> right? So, yeah. now I got everyone, you know, trying to do some shit. And, man, if you can learn a couple things and just know your body to where like, hey, if I do this, I'll feel better. Or, hey, if I stretch this or roll that. I know I'm gonna feel better. Yeah, I mean, like I think that's little golden nuggets of life right there, bro. So. Absolutely, man. They're takeaways, dude. <laughs> yeah. Little takeaways for sure, bro. Little takeaways for sure, man. So. Definitely, man. So, dude, I think if we could, so like if we could go back and I mean we kind of went over these things a bit already, you know, but um, so the the main components that kind of outline recovery as a whole, you know, I mean, in no no in no certain order by importance or anything like that. 
but at least for me, Max, and you could give your your list, I would say nutrition uh, as a whole, whether it's post-workout, pre-workout, throughout the day, in a, in a macro view throughout the month, whatever it may be, of course, you know, what you put into your body is your fuel, and it's a result of that, you know, um, and it helps with the recovery process too, you know what I mean? And then I would say that quality of sleep and the amount of sleep that you get. Hydration is huge, 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 huge. You can't get away with that one, you know what I mean? Shit hits the fan quick. And then tissue maintenance for me, dude, and mobility work, and as it relates to any tool that you use that's helping you improve flexibility, range of motion, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? And that's kind of my, my list, dude, um, when it comes to like what makes up recovery as a whole. You know what I mean? If you're doing all that shit, Badass, dude. You know, what I mean, pretty good. I know it's hard, man, but it's yeah. definitely something that if you're serious about this feeling, if you want the best out of whatever training program you're on or in or going to get into, it needs to be kind of the staple and the backbone of what yeah. you do. You know, yeah. so and you start slow, right, coach? Like, yeah. sometimes we think like we need to go zero to a hundred real quick, mm-hmm. right? But honestly, it it doesn't have to be like if you know like your nutrition's not the best, like, and you don't drink water. Like, start with that glass of water in the morning. Yeah. You know? Like, start... That's a good nutritional bump up. Hey, now you're drinking more water. It's awesome. You know, if you're not... If you're only exercising, you know, a couple times a week, that's fine. You're still moving. Right? So, as long as you're kind of slowly trying to make the changes, it's all the compound effect. It's going to add up in the end, and you're going to see those results down the road. But the thing about recovery, bro, is like it's not an instant gratification. Like, it's not, dude. and we're so used to that these days. Like, get a quick like on Facebook. Like, I feel good. Don't mean response. Result. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I got a hundred likes. Oh man, feel yeah. great. You know, like a stretch is gonna make you feel good in the moment, and maybe a little bit after that, then you gotta do it again later on. Yeah. You know, to get it again. You know, it's like that consistency of you doing it and doing it over and over again is what gets you the results. Absolutely. Kind of yeah. like working out. Yeah. Like, you, you can't just work out one time and get biceps. Yeah. You got to, like, work out for a while. It takes time. It takes time, you know? And recovery takes time, too. And um, we're going to keep putting it out there, man. We're going to keep doing doing our thing. Bro. Absolutely, it's gonna be cool. bro. It's going to be fun, man. And it's cool, man, that that you stood the test, test of time with it, dude. You know what I mean? As, as other recovery gurus have and those that preach it, you know what I mean, is that you know that it works, you see it every day in the settings of where you're at and where you work, but you've also seen the long-term effect of it if people stick with it as well too, with with yourself, I'm, yeah. I'm starting with you, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, it's pretty cool, man, and just like I said, I hope everyone's playing their part when it comes to it, guys, if y'all ever have any questions as it relates to recovery, whatever it may be, know that you have a lot of resources um, and if you don't know where to look, just ask. You know, I'm mean, starting with Coach Max, guys. So pretty neat, man. Yep, super cool. So, so the next little the little segue, man, that I want to get into in this one, um, th- this one's pretty pretty deep in my heart, Max. You know, I mean, the reason why I like to talk about it, and and why I like to uh, talk to individuals that are interested in the field that we're in. You know, what I mean. And it's a very broad field too, you know what I mean? So, um, we're strength conditioning coaches, strength performance coaches, CrossFit level one, cert- 
uh, certified, whatever we may have. You know, I mean, we're coaches, we're educators at heart. You know, what I mean, when it comes to our field, um, and anyone that's listening to this pod podcast now, or if you know anyone that is interested in this field, maybe you have a nephew or a son or a daughter that loves to work out there, middle school, or high high school, whatever it is. Maybe they want to own a gym. Maybe they want to coach. Maybe they want to get into the field. What steps do they take in order to get to any one of those professions? You know what I mean? Um, and I would say that the field has grown a lot. You know what I mean? Back in the day, if you were going like exercise science major, at least when I was there with my cohort, um, just like I mentioned to you, Max, it, it was more like I was the only one that was like, gym is the dream and the goal. Um, and that was the ultimate thing for me, you know, to coach and stuff like that, maybe work with the athletes at the time. And then everyone else in the in the in that cohort, like I said, was more like OT, PT, the clinical setting and stuff like that. Um, so, but I think what what kind of helped me out, dude, and where I feel a lot of people start that are in the field too is like you're in the trenches at a young age, bro. You know, what I mean, like I was in a gym when I was ten years old already, and at that age, I already knew like, all right, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Like this is the end result. You know what I mean? Opening up a gym, working somewhere, forming a gym. Um, and this is at a very young age, you know what I mean? Now, the field then wasn't what it is now. You know what I mean? I didn't know what a strength conditioning coach was then. You know what I mean? I just thought like, all right, like bodybuilding at the time, aesthetics and stuff like that. Um, and as I got older, of course, I was kind of guided in, in kind of the direction of where I ended up now. You know what I mean? Uh, super thankful for all my mentors along the way and stuff like that. And the guidance that I received as I went through the programs and stuff like that as I got my education in the field. Um, but there's also one thing that I feel that needs to be done. And this is all on us as an individual. You have to put yourself forth if you want it that bad. For sure. You know what I mean? Um, and I think we could both speak on behalf of that, you know, um, and I'll start off with me a little bit, you know, I mean, kind of the route that I took and, um, so like I said, I joined the gym when I was 10, um, got real into it. And then from there, it was like a snowball effect, dude. Everything that was involved with fitness or exercise or strength just really piqued my interest and my liking, you know what I mean? And, um, I, I wanted to be the best at all times. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if we were doing a push-up contest with my friends by the pool, like, I wanted to be the one that did did the most because it involved, <laughs> like, like, like a form of strength or whatever it was, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Um, but that's that type of in-the-trenches stuff. Like, I was already experimenting with myself at that age, dude. So I was already starting to learn things. Maybe not the science stuff yet, but I was starting to learn and adapt and go through these things, you know what I mean? Um, and I've been in multiple fields along the way, you know, I've done every type of training, a style, a powerlifting, strongman, crossfit, uh, training programs and stuff like that. When I was in high school already, I was following like a dedicated strength program at the time. Um, and, and it's just always been something that I put myself in, you know what I mean? And I feel like at times, a lot of the younger individuals that I speak to that are wanting to get into the field, they think it's just like, all right, I passed this exam, and now I'm certified as a strength conditioning coach or as like a personal trainer or whatever it is, you know what I mean? And I feel like there's a slower progression in the field because they haven't spent the time in the gym with themselves experimenting and doing things at that point, you know what I mean? 
Um, and I feel like it's easily accessible now because there's so many gyms, dude. there's so many modalities of fitness now, and there's some badass ones, dude. You know what I mean? Um, and you can learn every aspect and every way of fitness. You know what I mean? Whether it's powerlifting or strongman, Olympic weightlifting, recovery. I mean, it's all in a one space spot, depending on where you join. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? I just like to, like, I always like to remind. Especially those that are wanting to get into the field, you know, I mean, like, like, yes, guys, it's cool to pass exams, it's cool to get certifications and stuff like that, but you also need to spend time doing the practical stuff, learning the lifts, learning the movements, uh, learning the science behind it and stuff like that, you know what I mean, but the actual in the trenches work to me is like key, dude, you know what I mean, like, like that 10,000 hour rule to become a master, like, professional, whatever you do, I think that's the minimum that it takes <laughs> to get to to kind of get started that's to what get you know in. I mean. yeah to get in the door yeah for sure <laughs> what are your thoughts on that man oh man for sure like i remember kind of starting to figure out about the whole exercise science thing the rec center was starting to come up at the college yeah, dude, the rec center and huge. i had this thought like one day where I'm like, hey man, if I want to be an exercise science man, I gotta look the part, I gotta play the part. Yeah. Can't just be studying this thing and not know about my body. So I started working out on my own, bro. But I've always been in a gym kind of like you. Like my mom and my dad have always worked out. Yeah. Always took us to the gyms and we'd kind of be like the kids that are in the back, like waiting for our parents to finish working out. And yeah. every now and then we'd be right there with them and we know the gym owners and things like that, you know, yeah. and it was really cool. So kind of like I knew that I wanted to be in that setting. I knew that I was comfortable in that setting. And my mom had already kind of taught me how to move. So when I went into the rec center to start working with myself, like I kind of knew what to do. So anything that I would read, I would try to implement. Yeah. Right. And I would, if I would read some type of physiological effects that would go on after a certain exercise routine, I would try to look for that. You know, I try to find a steady state. I try to find my um, my resting heart rate, my max heart rate. Do the math. Where am I at? Check the carotid artery. You know, do all these these things. You yeah, know, man. and that's the shit. By yourself. By myself. Yeah. And I think as I started to get more into it, the more I read, and the more that I started to practice, and the more that I got into all these new things like CrossFit and everything like that, like it just boosted my understanding of exercise science yeah. bro. because I was doing it and I was reading it Absolutely. not just fucking reading it so man it was awesome bro like I, I really think that if you're in this to really be in it like strength and conditioning wise or um, if you want to be like across with level one or whatever it is you want to do like I think being in the trenches is going to be the best thing Absolutely. And, and putting yourself out there to fail Yeah. because failure is just learning Absolutely. It's not the end of the world. No. I remember trying to get a job as a trainer. No one would want to hire me, bro, because I didn't have my degree. Yep. Or I didn't have any type of certification yet. Or um, they just weren't hiring. You know? Yep. And I was like, all right. But that didn't put me down. I mean, that could have easily just shut me down, bro. Absolutely, no. And then it wasn't until I met Ray Garcia in Open EBT CrossFit. I joined the gym. And I started getting into CrossFit, started getting real, you know, kind of like into like 
the movements and showing progress really quickly. Ray started talking to me a little more and he kind of offered me a class one day, bro. And I remember I had been telling Edna, like, I want I want to coach here, I want to coach here, I yeah. want to coach here, I want to coach here. And then all of a sudden, like, Ray asked me, hey, man, you want to take this class? And I was like, what? Go for it, let's do it. And I just jumped in it, bro. And yeah. that was probably one of the moments where I was scared, mm -hmm. but excited. Yeah, man. Because I was finally getting an opportunity that no one else wanted to give me. And this guy was just taking a chance. Like, let's just see what this about to like. Like, he says he studies exercise science. Okay, put him in there. <laughs> so, he, he, so, he saw the passion and the drive in you, man, too. I will say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hope, man. For sure, dude. It was just awesome. Because I was just... And then from there, bro, like, from there, I just started coaching. The snowball effect, dude. That was it. Dude, 10 years later, 9 years later, whatever yeah. it is, like, I'm, I'm here with you now, bro, coaching it up. You know, Crazy, but man. I don't know what would have happened... You know what I'm saying? Like, if Ray never gave me that, that chance, you know? So, but that chance wouldn't have came if I didn't continue to look for it. Yeah. Or put myself out there. You know what I'm saying? So, you got to, team. You got to. Whatever it is you're doing, just put yourself out there, fail, and keep trying again, and that door will open. Absolutely, man. I will say this, man, too. In our field, um, there's... So, if you look at... It, you want to become a strength conditioning coach at any college or whatever it may be, high, high school and stuff like that. Guys, it's it's not you go from one day being a college graduate, exercise science, even with a master's degree, I will say this, you're not going to come out on top. Like It is an extremely hard field to get into. It's a very selective one as well too. And one of the biggest things that I will see on job description uh, internship details and stuff like that when schools put these out is, I mean, they ask for the, I would say the minimum standards, you know, I mean, as far as when it comes to the education route with some certs and stuff like that, but they want reference checks at practical settings you've been in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes they might even have you send in like a, a quick snippet video of you have, having to perform some stuff and explaining the way you would coach it, you know, which I love, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like, you need to be able to also do some free work, especially at the start of your career too, you know what I mean? And that's okay, you know what I mean? Like, if the only opportunity that you're going to get is a unpaid internship, but you're going to work under a badass coach or some type of leadership where you're going to learn, dude, you better be willing to work for free and that's okay at the start of a career. And I did it a lot sure. growing up and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um, I think the first time I ever did a personal training session, dude, I was in high school to be honest with with you and it was my first job at the World Gym. And the world gym. I don't even think I knew what personal training was, dude, but I was 15, year old, uh, 15 years old when I started to work there. And the owner of the gym, Carlos Garza, was like, hey, uh, we have a person that wants to tour tour the gym, but take them through like a little workout. And I was like, holy shit, dude. I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> that was my first like personal training experience at that age. And being a kid that young with an adult, like the conversation and just the generation gap is a little, I mean, it's, I'm, I mean, it's out there, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like those moments where I was put in like these uncertainties and these difficult times, like 
help me become a better coach or the coach that I am now. You know, I mean, so I think it's just those things, man, in our field where it's not like instant gratification, just like we always speak about. You know, I mean, there's a lot of work, there's a lot of background stuff that you have to do behind the scenes with yourself if you really want to excel yeah. and make it in this field. You know, I mean, it's pretty neat, man. It's just like it's a very, very interesting field. You know, I mean, because there's so much to it. You know, I mean, there's a practical piece. Uh, there's a psychology piece to it now that's getting huge and stuff like that. And I mean, it's neat. You know, it wouldn't change it for the world to be honest with you, dude. No, man, you're taking me back to this one time where I was like, man, what do I want to do, right? So I was still going through the college and everything. And I remember driving all the way to Edinburgh to meet with the strength coach over there. Yeah. Just for to hang out with him for a day. Yeah. So I was with him and the assistant coach. And um, I went like at 8 a.m., let me in the gym, just kind of hung out with him until about noon, one, kind of helped him move equipment and things yeah. like that. And I was just getting a gist of like what it was like to be like in a college setting, yeah. right, as a strength coach. And they were just kind of running me through it, man. And, you know, just kind of telling me that they run programs for tennis, and, you know, basketball, this and that. And they're basically just writing out programs. Coach does like a macro cycle for the year and make adjustments as they go. Each athlete has their own little, you know, little work chart sheet and they do kind of on their own. If they need assistance, the assistant coach is there, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that cool, yeah, this and that. And, um, I kind of got a, a taste of what that was, yeah. right? So then I was like, okay, cool. So like, I know what that looks like now, right? So then around that time was when uh, I was still kind of coaching a little bit of the CrossFit. So I kind of like that setting more. Yeah. So I knew, I was like, okay, I kind of want to hang out over here a little more. I want to put some more time into this kind of group style class because I like the fact that I can meet these people and, and create a relationship with these people Absolutely. and kind of guide them through life and fitness rather than just an athlete that's here for a semester and I'm never going to see again. Yeah. Maybe I'll have some type of impact on them, but I was looking for more of like that personalized type of rapport. Absolutely. Right? And I yeah. think that that's more, for me, in my opinion, like I had to find that out, you know, like I didn't know right away, like, oh, I want to work with the average person. Yeah. Like, I, my mindset was always like, I want to be in this high level elite place over here, I'm over here, over here, yeah. be over here, do this, do that. But I was like, bro, like to, to train these elites, first you got to train these average. Yeah. Like, you're going yeah. to zero to 100 again, like chill, come back. Work with the average human, learn about the average human, how they respond to exercise, what you can do, the challenges that you're going to go through, you know what I'm saying? Because they're going to appreciate it more because you're helping them go through, you know, get through some things. Absolutely. The elite athlete is always going to have a trainer. Yep. They're always going to have the next best trainer, the next best trainer, the next best trainer, and, and you might be a really good one, but you're still going to be the next trainer, the next trainer, you know what I'm saying? So when I decided to go into just like the group class, and I've been there for like eight, nine years already, yeah, you know what I mean? So it, it was like a great decision, but I wouldn't have known that if I didn't throw myself in the trenches. Exactly. Dude. So sometimes we'll have like this thing like, oh, I want to go to, you know, I want to be this and I want to be that. And you'd be real set on that. But then you don't know what that's like if you never go and like check it out. You, 
Yeah, you gotta try, try it out, man. You gotta try it out. Man. You gotta seek it out. You know, I mean, that's my whole whole thing, I guess, with this topic too. Is like, you, like young professionals in this field. If you haven't spent time in it, don't just assume it's gonna be what you want to do because things are gonna change real quick. You know what I mean? So that's the. And I'm glad you brought that up, man, because you. It might have been like this goal that you had in the end result of like working in this high performance facility where you're working with elite athletes that are great at their sport that move well already and stuff like that. But you quickly found out that one, it's not as rewarding as working with your everyday Joe, like you said. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, it takes me back to me, man, because I kind of went through the same thing. I still work with athletes to some capacity, but on a one-on-one setting, you know. Um, and because that fire is still there, you know, what I mean, it's still lit, it's still burnt burning stuff like that, I still like to see uh, the performance that could be it, it kind of heightened in the weight room itself, you know what I mean? Um, and the results on the field or whatever court it is, you know what I mean? So, yeah man, it's, it's uh, I just want to give every, everyone, a, I guess, kind of like a map or like this guidance along the way of like what it takes in order to get into the field, you know what I mean? And I, I guess one one of the things when I was going through the program, the exercise science degree and stuff like that, and getting some of the certs and stuff like that, I would say the one thing that does lack, uh, and I'm honestly not sure if it's changed, it might have changed, you know what I mean? I know a lot of the degree plans, they require like internships now and stuff like that, and if that's the setting that you want to work in, then you need to find a place where that is offered, you know? And we've had some interns over, over, over the years, you know what I mean? They were it kind of opened their eyes to like, holy shit, this is a lot of work. Uh, it's pretty cool though, the way you run things and the way you do things and stuff like that and then the improvements that they see during the internship itself, you know. Uh, but I will say that the practical in the trenches, down and dirty time, you can't replace that, dude. You can't, it's irreplaceable. Anyone can sit down and read a book um, and test out for what they read, you know what I mean? Um, but do you know how to implement on yourself and with other people what you've learned? You know what I mean? So. And what happens when whatever you read in that book does not work? Exactly, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Bend the rules, baby. Bend <laughs> the rules. So the book is always going to give you like the most perfect situation, but it's not always going to tell you how to adapt to each individual. Mm -hmm. So. Again, being in the trenches and putting yourself out there is going to expose you to so many different individuals. It's going to make you think. You know, you're going to have to learn new modifications, learn new ways to implement um, certain modalities, um, learn new cues because not just, not one cue is going to work for the next. No. You know what I'm saying? So that's really cool. So I would say for the person who is interested in the strength and conditioning um, in the world, like. If you haven't yet, like, go and seek out, like, the most, um, I guess, the most uh, well-respected kind of gym around your town, yeah, right? And, like, either start talking to the coaches there, join the gym, um, do something that's going to get you closer to your goal, right? Once you've got that foot in there, take a look around, see if that's what you want to do. The next step would be to start utilizing what you're reading and yep. putting it into practice so that way you can start to move better, figure out your body, 
Because you got to know your body before you start to know other people's bodies. Absolutely. Right? That's huge. Yep. And then what I would say is, if you're already maybe doing those things, maybe you're already coaching, maybe you're, you're kind of stuck and like, well, how do I make like um, my next move, right? Maybe you need to start reaching out to other coaches and expanding the network. Absolutely, man. And like talking to coaches that that maybe you've never even met. And they had been through those things. And they've been through those things, bro. Like I remember this one time when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I called this coach from Texas A&M, bro. Called him up. Dude, I called him. He didn't answer. He called me back, bro. Okay? It was like the universe working for me. He called me back, and I talked to that dude for like 30 minutes, bro. And he just basically gave me an outline on what I want to do in my life, and he helped me kind of figure out what I want to do with my life. And I told him, I want to do like like the rehab stuff I'm doing with Aronsi right yeah. now, and I want to coach. And he told me, you can't do both. And he picked one. And I was like, no, I'm going to do both. I'm going to do both. And he's like, no, you need to pick one. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Dude, and he just told me what to do, right? Call me when you pass your CSCS. I was like, yes, sir. Pass my CSCS. Emailed them. I was like, hey, this and that. He's like, congratulations. Kick ass, whatever, right? Till this day, you know, I'm doing both. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, sometimes even the people that maybe can guide you may put a limit or say something, hey, you can't, you can only do one. But no, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> so, I figured out a way to do both. Absolutely. Where I'm happy, I do my rehab stuff at, with Rossi, and then I come and I coach group class at HK. Like, I'm doing what I want, right? So, that again came with me putting myself out there and More failing yeah. tons of times before I finally got it right. So if you're that person, man, just keep trying and it's gonna come. Yeah, man, for, for sure. And they're like, it, it's like pieces of the puzzle, dude, as you go. They're like little crumbs that you pick there up. You go. That's good. But some of the crumbs you save in your nap, napkin, dude, for, <laughs> for after, and some of them you don't, you throw away. You know what I mean? Just like you said, you gave, you gave your. Kind of your experiences with both, and I love that, you know, because not everyone that you see as like a hero in the field or like as a professional, it's very easy to fall into that right now with social media. I will say that it's not what it is all the time when you see it. Yeah. You know, what I mean, that's kind of like the glam side of it, you know what I mean? So, and not everything is true that you see online, social media, and stuff like that. There's a lot of bullshit out there, too, you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to throw some random plugs out there real quick, dude, that, and these are kind of like, they might not know who I am, uh, but it's individuals that I've kind of talked to over social media, or I've emailed them back in the day before social media was big, when I was coming up in the field, and uh, it was myself educating that I did while I was in school that kind of taught me to not always, yes, there is the book, but there's also other ways aside from the book, you know what I mean? And um, I'm just going to throw some names out there real quick. And, and if you're interested in this field, guys, I'm going to recommend you look into them. So people that are still heavily influential in our field are going to be guys as far as like Mel Sif with Super Training, uh, old school book that has some great training methods and protocols and stuff like that. Um, Another guy that has a huge impact on the way that I still coach and things that I implement, Eric Cressy. 
out of Cressy Performance, uh, has an excellent blog uh, that dates back about a decade, if not more at this point, dude, with free material, you know what I mean, that's just there for you to read, you know what I mean. Um, Mike Boyle as well too, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a leader in our field, dude, you know what I mean. Uh, a lot of things that a lot of schools do, a lot of big programs do and stuff like that, and even in your group fitness setting and stuff like that, it's still things that I use as well too, you know what I mean. Um, and those are probably going to be some of the main dudes in my field, man. And Kelly Starr was another big influence of mine when it came to recovery and stuff like that as I got into it more, you know what I mean? And uh, those are kind of just like kind of starting points, you know what I mean? And I feel like now it's just like this open funnel of information, dude. And these are the ones that I just named are kind of the ones that I got into like on message boards, or by word of mouth at the time, because just like I said, there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't, Facebook might have been like just starting to crawl in and stuff like that, but the access still wasn't there like it is now, you know, and so I had to like look for these like, for these guys, you know what I mean? I'm glad I did because they really influenced where I went in the field yeah. and a lot of the tools that I still use to this day, you know what I mean? So it's pretty sweet, man. And it's cool to see how they have an Instagram now. Right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. And I, that's why I love all these these new platforms because you can literally turn your feed into like a bunch of BS, dude. Mm -hmm. Or you can turn your feed into a, a, a learning tool. Big time, you know, dude. just have a bunch of learning stuff, yeah. you know, on that new speed phone. So, um, super cool. Lots of coaches out there that are up and coming. There's legends like Mike Boyle and, and, and Thomas Curves with Stretching Scientifically. Oh, yeah. That guy's He's awesome. really good, man. Um, you know, people like this that have had such an influence, um, you know, on, 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 our, on our end, you know. And all we're trying to do is just kind of pick up everything that we've learned, right, in school and on our own readings and taking pieces from all that and, and trying to make up our own concoction and, and share it with everyone else, right? Absolutely, man. <laughs> that's why we, that's why we seek out guys and we venture out and we go to get all these uh, CEUs and continuing educations and random seminars and symposiums and stuff like that. Uh, we're all about it, man. You know, what I mean, I feel like it's not. I don't look at it as like an expense. You know, what I mean, like this that's is this is stuff that's gonna go upstairs in my brain, dude. And I'm gonna be able to store for the rest of my life. You know, what I mean, it's just gonna give me that extra edge that we need. You know, what I mean, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I think it's cool, man, and like kind of open it up out there too, like any coaches that just want to talk and things like that, man, we're always down for that. Absolutely, man. I yeah. love doing that, dude. Talk shop, bro. Oh, yeah. So, guys, <laughs> if you ever do need help, and Coach Max do that out there right now, any aspiring strength conditioning coaches, uh, you're a coach in any way or form or just getting into it or maybe you just got a personal training certification you don't know what to do with it or what direction to go in and stuff like that um seek us out for maybe the live talk maybe the info and stuff like that if you want to talk a little bit more in depth as far as like how to get into the field or maybe um maybe a certain way of it reach out to us guys we're always down for it man so that'd be awesome dude so it's good talking to you again brother as always man and um We'll catch you on the flip side, team. Everyone have fun, train safe, train smart, and recover like a boss. Yeah, baby. Take care, guys. There you are.